Hey moms, welcome to this episode of the Dorenda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorenda, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to nine, and 26-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling, The Four-Hour School Day, How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in the Homeschool Life, and Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart, a devotional written specifically for homeschool moms. If you've read The Unhurried Homeschooler and enjoyed it, I really want to encourage you to check out The Four-Hour School Day because it's like an expanded version of The Unhurried Homeschooler. You can find all three of those books at Amazon. You can find them at my website, DorendaWilson.com, and you can find The Four-Hour School Day at any of your favorite booksellers in addition to the two places that I mentioned. I also want to let you know that I have an online mentoring course, and in this budget-friendly mentoring course, I encourage moms to simplify, slow down, and enjoy their homeschool days with confidence and courage. This online mentoring course will include workshops that help moms grasp what unhurried homeschooling looks like during each of their children's developmental stages, along with lists of resources that I've found helpful over the years. The videos can be watched whenever it works for you. The course also includes extra workshops on mom self-care and nurturing your marriage throughout the homeschool years. I really encourage you to check that out. I'll leave a link in the show notes, or you can just go to theunhurriedhomeschooler.thinkific.com. So in the last podcast, we talked about burnout. Uh, We were having a conversation with Shona Murray, the author of Refresh, which is a book that I've mentioned several times uh, over the last couple of months. Uh, It's a book that I read back in August um, that just was so incredibly helpful to me. And uh, Shona is back with us today uh, to talk about what it looks like to move from burnout to a more grace-paced life. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to the first episode, I really would encourage you to do that. Um, We talked about uh, Shona's struggle with depression. We talked about the warning signs of burnout. We talked about um, the moral obligation to get sleep. And so it was a great conversation, lots of really helpful encouragement there. So if you haven't listened to it, please go back and do that. But also, if you haven't listened to it, uh, you might need a little introduction. So Shona Murray is the mother of five children and has homeschooled since 2002. She's a medical doctor and worked as a family practitioner in Scotland until she moved to the United States with her husband, David. She is, of course, the co-author of Refresh, Embracing a Grace-Paced Life in a World with Endless Demands. And how many of us can't relate to that? So Shona, welcome. We're so glad you're back with us today. Thank you. Glad to be back with you again. Well, let's just dive right in uh, to the first question. Do you see technology, smartphones, tablets, etc., having a positive or negative effect on our busy lifestyles? Okay, that's a very charged question. <laughs> I would say it's got both, probably predominantly negative, but just mm-hmm. let's do the positives first. Um, Technology has allowed us to connect with spiritual materials, a wealth of uh, uh, spiritual resources um, on the internet. It's even allowed us to do this, um, this type of podcast. Um, my my mom is uh, elderly, lives in Scotland. I can FaceTime her, talk to her. 
She mm. can't go to church, so she can listen mm-hmm. to sermons online. She and so it's been a great blessing from that perspective. However, the flip side of technology is the emotional mental impact it's having on us. Um, the constant temptation to just get your phone on, even to stand in line in a store, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. stand and have a conversation, or you pull out your phone and just check anything. Just that click, that um, almost like an addiction. Mm-hmm. The impact on family life, conversation, um, and the importance of having uh, parameters, around, you know, borders around the t- dinner table, mm-hmm. sleep, it impacts um, kids and adults, uh, technology, going to bed, um, checking messages, checking the news with all its um, depressing statistics. And right. um, going to bed and then thinking that we're going to get a good night's sleep. Um, also, even on Sunday, you know, instead of trying to really focus on using that day for God and refueling spiritually, the temptation to just get online and just see what's going on in the rest of the world. Um, rather than say, hey, I don't need this today. I really want to focus on spiritual fellowship, my church family, my own mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. Um, and for teens especially, but also adults, um, it's it's true that social media has is creating massive problems. Um, kids are interacting now. Um, they leave high school, they leave even elementary school in some cases. They're interacting constantly instead of, by see you tomorrow in school, the conversation, whether it's positive input or negative input, continues mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. bedrooms. Um, pornography is a growing problem, and mm-hmm. not just for girl, for boys, but I have to say for girls as well. Yes, yes. And I have to say that uh, homeschool kids are not immune. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was important as parents we're aware of that. Um, with the, the advent of the iPhone in 2011, you see a massive, dramatic increase in teen depression, mm-hmm. 11-year-olds, 12-year-olds, upwards to early 20s. Um, and it's very difficult to not see the correlation between the technological um, age with the advent of um, tablets, iPhone and so on, and the mental uh, and spiritual emotional impact on our young people um, and as parents we have the opportunity to model good habits mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and that's a challenge for us because, and we have to ask forgiveness you know where we get distracted um, right with right. our technology as well mm-hmm. I always say that more is caught than taught um, right. we can say it all we want but what we're modeling is what our children are going to they're going to follow that Right. And, you know, like you mentioned, smartphones and tablets and um, just being able to connect with someone so far away um, can be such a blessing and such a, a tool for fruitfulness, really. Yeah. And so I think that's where we have to kind of stop and ask ourselves, is this time that I'm spending on my phone, is it, is it fruitful? in the ways that God is wanting us to be fruitful in this current season in our lives. Because, you know, we have children at home. We can't justify fruitfulness on the phone in exchange for engaging with our children. That's just not, it's not okay. Um, But at the same time, like you said, I've got 
I've got grown kids. I have grandkids across the country and those grandkids know me uh, when I go and visit them because we have FaceTime, because we FaceTime each other and they talk with me as though I'm right there. So again, there are blessings like you mentioned at the beginning, but there's, a I I would say far more warnings (laughs) than anything. So uh, yeah. And and there's just a whole thing I think that goes on with um, just our, how our brains are wired in terms of how much time we're spending on our phones, it changes how that, how the, how that happens, how the connectors that are connecting in our brains. And, um, we become so much less patient, I think, um, in terms of, you know, the last podcast we talked about being still and knowing that he is God. And, um, I think it's even harder in an age of smartphones. It is, um, because you you can effectively never, switch off you yeah the the noise in your life can Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and that is one it's simple in one way it's not so simple in another right Um, right you know inanimate in in, inanimate objects are not sin in themselves it's our own hearts Mm -hmm. um that is the issue here um but we really it's a big area where i would also there are many christian resources out there um Covenant Eyes is a tremendous mm-hmm, resource, mm-hmm. which and other organizations like Focus on the Family. If you need help with how to manage devices, mm-hmm. look really proactively go after um, advice from Christian sources because yes. they, they will also shape your mind for mm-hmm. good or for us spiritually, and especially mm-hmm. our family or kids. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And you mentioned homeschool children are not immune to this, and that's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. And so as as homeschool parents, uh, the, the beauty is that we are with our kids most of the time and we right. can monitor that, And but we need to make sure that we're being intentional about that. Right. Um, you know, you wrote in your book saying yes to everybody may mean that you're saying no to God. So how do we determine what to take on without becoming overcommitted or isolating ourselves? Right. So I think it begins with identifying what particular giftedness has God gifted me or you with. Um, we are all unique and our own unique talents and gifts are really important to, to be able to establish what that is. And then to be intentional and focused on using that gift and d- deciding what it is. Um, for example, if you've committed to homes educating your kids, it means you can't sign up for a, a lot of um, support groups or church organizations which are going to take up a lot of your time through the day mm-hmm. um, because you, you neither is going to, that's not going to work. Um, right. Being intentional with your gifts and, and using them to God's glory helps mm-hmm. you um, then process requests from others for, for your time Right. In a way, does this align with what I see as my priority before mm-hmm. God, or does it not? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, many times it it's it, you know you're free to make that choice, but I think try and use that filter. Does this align with what my responsibilities are before God at the moment? So, one key area I think is problematic for many Christians is for moms is I'm not doing anything in the church. I'm not mm-hmm. serving in the church. I'm not realizing that you are actually raising the next generation mm. of the church. 
Um, it is a huge uh, task requiring a lot of your emotional, mental resources, spiritual resources. Um, if we can focus on that and see it as this is tomorrow's church, I'll mm-hmm. pour my energy into this. That's going to help you say that, look, there are seasons for different roles. Right, right. now, that's my role. Um, mm-hmm. And the day will come if you're spirited well, and I will, where we will have that opportunity to serve in a more, in a different capacity. Right, um, right. But for most of us, if we're homeschooling right now, that's, that's where we're at. That's absolutely right. You know, I think that um, it's important for us to, I, I've talked about this in other episodes, um, we, you were talking about our giftings and the things that we're, we're good at. Um, I think it's so important for us to use those at home first. Um, it's right. so easy for us to think, oh, I have this gift of encouragement. In fact, along the way, I was having this conversation with the Lord. Um, gosh, it was probably... 20 years ago. And, uh, you know, because sometimes you're just thinking about what kind of giftings you have and all of that. And I was thinking about, I think I, I think I have the gift of encouragement. And right on the heels of that, I, I heard, you know, just this thought of, um, are you using that gift at home? Right. And I thought, right. oh, you know, sometimes I actually forget to do that. I'm encouraging maybe a mom that I see that I know at the grocery store, at the co-op and, you know, or a phone call with somebody. I'm encouraging them. Am I encouraging my own children? Am I encouraging my husband? So we have these gifts. Let's start by using them at home and then it will go out from there. But I think it's important for us to to recognize that home is absolutely a place where we are kingdom building. Right. And, you know, I love what you said. We're raising the next generation, but the next generation of the church. And that is a a wonderful and worthy mission for us to invest in. Right. The other thing, you know, I'm thinking about as we're talking about uh, saying yes to everyone may mean that we're saying no to God. We are exampling this for our children. Again, more is caught than taught. They're watching us. We could be saying, oh, you're you're very, very important to me. And, you, you know, you're, my family is my number one priority. And yet we're not actually living that. And our children will see that. They will recognize that and they will pattern that after us. And so... Um, so one thing about wonderful thing about being a parent is it really doesn't allow you to be a Pharisee or a hypocrite. It, it doesn't. <laughs> they see all, they, they see everything. They, you know, they do. I think it's important to, to that. You know, we can get caught up in um, I'm going to educate my kids. I'm going to raise godly kids. I'm going to mm-hmm. I'm going to they're going to be you know academically gifted. Um, I think it's really important to again to. When we get our priorities, we realize the primary concern we have for our children is that they come to know Jesus as their mm-hmm. Savior. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. else is under that. Um, That's right. What we do, we give them the reason, we try to, we teach them, we do, we model before them, but we remember that God needs to save each individual child. Mm-hmm. That's and right. And His Spirit does it, and we mm-hmm. can't. So, mm-hmm. And you may find that you're getting into the teen years and you're not seeing any change. And maybe even kids are beginning to get rebellious. And you think, why? What am I doing wrong? And I would say, continue to love them. Mm-hmm. Continue to show that you, God is your master. And when it comes to discipline, mm-hmm. I will be God before 
pleasing my kids. That's right. Um, show them the love of Christ, uh, be patient. Um, and th- to be these things, that is why we need to look after our own mental, physical, emotional, spiritual health That's as right. well. So we can That's best right. do that. But Absolutely. just take the pressure off. Mm-hmm. Uh, your kids are not all going to go to Harvard. Maybe none of them will. Right. Um, so I think it's really important to remember that. It's very easy in this culture to become academic focused. It, the idea that, oh, everybody goes to college. Well, actually, mm-hmm. everyone does not have to go to college. And That's right. What about, there's a whole other discussion about the debt incurred and mm-hmm. what that does to young people mm-hmm. getting married. Um, focus on kids, you need to find Jesus. Help mm-hmm. me, let me show you how to find him. Mm-hmm. Um, fo- encourage your kids to follow their passion mm-hmm. in terms of career and mm-hmm. and, and help tailor their education in that direction. Yes, yes. For and some it's academic, for others it's not. It's vocational. That's right. That's right. And, you know, we, we I've um, have so many episodes on the alternatives and the other directions that we can take that um, and that our kids can be, uh, like you said, following their passions and the opportunities are just, they're there and it's, yeah. it's, and there, there's becoming more and more and more of those. And um, the main thing is just, um, I feel like it's just the kids uh, raising kids first, of course, to, you know, that love the Lord mm-hmm. um, and know his word and are walking with him. Um, but then kids who are continually teachable, willing to learn, um, you know, they're, they're motivated, they're resourceful. And these are things that we can instill in them as homeschooling parents. Right. Um, so another question regarding uh, a grace-paced life, how can we model a grace-paced life for our children? Right. So I think, as you said, you know, kid, kids catch on to what they see. Mm-hmm. If kids see that one of the things that's very important to me is uh, family devotional time. Mm-hmm. Again, getting back to the foundation of our lives, our connection with God. So um, if kids grow up with us reading God's word with them every day, praying with them every day, um, showing them what is the most important um, aspect of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then routine, you know, getting up on time, having meals on time taking the time out to relax, taking time to just sit and listen to your kids as well. Not always rushing past them and say, I'll catch up later. Um, And that means inevitably as moms too, we're going to be home a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Not, you know, we have to be available for our kids to to be able to see that modelled. Um, And dads, the very important role for dads there as well. And just Mm -hmm. to remind... I also would say that it's important too that as moms, because if we home educate, we have this power, if you like, where you're with the kids most of the time. The temptation for some moms, and I have seen this, is to almost supplant the role of dad um, in in leading the home. Mm -hmm. So it's really important that your kids know that dad is ultimately in charge. That's right. And that he's on board with you and that where there's a discussion over how should we do this, you know, you confer and you bring your problems, their problems, they bring it to you. You bring it together as a family. Um, mm-hmm. we're, we're a family unit. We're, we're not um, all doing different things. 
That's right. That's I think right. that has helped set them up for a, a healthy family life. Yes. Um, and respect for one another as well. Mm-hmm. Kind words, not aggression, mm-hmm. not anger, mm-hmm. uh, even though you can feel that way sometimes. Um, just to bring these frustrations to the Lord and say, Lord, help me to be patient. Mm-hmm. Help me to give them time. Help me to um, to, to be joyful. Your home has to be a happy place. If home education and living life as a believer has turned into a a heavy um, drudge experience at the home, something has to change because that's Mm -hmm. what they'll go away with. Yeah, that's, you're just absolutely spot on. And, you know, um, I wrote a book called The Unhurried Homeschooler. And I think that... um, just taking that unhurried approach. It started with just, you know, uh, slowly easing our children into schoolwork. That was my first goal when it came to homeschooling was I'm not going to press and push. We're going to do this in a more organic, natural way. Um, But that set off a whole chain of, um, of just sort of applying this unhurried approach to different areas of our lives. Um, For me as a mom, like I mentioned before, in order for me to be able to respond to my kids the way I felt like uh, I should, I needed to have that time in the afternoon where there was a rest time and a quiet time. And and you mentioned routine. And I talk about that all the time on the podcast. Just, just, uh, I have an episode called Our Family's Simple Routine. We basically did the same thing every day. We had blocks of time where certain things happened. The children knew what to expect expect. That alone was just one, a way, a, a way to um, build margin into our day so that we could live a grace-paced life. And I think that's that's something that was a constant, it was a challenge for me as a type A personality, but I saw the, you know, the fruit in our family and the strong family life that we began to build as we did this. And with, with what you mentioned with family being the, the, the focus. So mm-hmm. I always say that our home shouldn't revolve around school. School should revolve around home, mm-hmm. uh, home life, family life. And so, and I think that ties beautifully into what you're sharing here in terms of living a grace-paced life with our children. But your husband wrote a book called Reset for men who are burned out. I think there's some, probably some moms out there who'll be glad to hear that. Um, (laughs) What are the similarities and differences of men's and women's burnout? Because it is different. Right. So I think men's burnout is often more uh, related to their vocation to Mm -hmm. work. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. If we are more prone to perfectionism at home, many men are um, prone to workaholism. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can lead, and the, just that innate sense of responsibility to provide for the family, and you know, socioeconomic circumstances can make that burden huge for men. A lot depends on where you're at in that spectrum. Um, mm-hmm. The spiritual responsibility of leading the home as well, the family. Um, so, men are more likely to isolate themselves. Um, they're more likely to express burnout through anger. Mm-hmm. Um, less likely to seek help. Mm-hmm. They find it a lot harder to open up. Yes. Um, and that's something, you know, for ma- for wives to be aware of that. If you're mm-hmm. seeing your husband is becoming more isolated, 
more angry, maybe more angry with the kids than before, maybe irritable, then the most useful thing you can do is probably get a, a close spiritual friend that your husband has to go alongside and just spend some time with them and see if he can try and figure that out. It's um, Or just ask the question, mm-hmm. um, how are you doing? You know, <laughs> express positive um, gratitude and, and try and get to the bottom of it. Yes. Um, women are much more likely, I think, to emotionally express their uh, burnout, as I described earlier, mm-hmm. um, and to more to be through crying, um, mm-hmm. self-deprecation, um, but mm-hmm. also much more likely to express it and ask for help. Women right. are much more likely to talk about it. Sure. Um and therefore a less at risk of kind of the catastrophic impact of burnout. Right. Which we are increasingly seeing in the, in the yes, day we live in. Yes, um, So I think it's good for all of us, women and men, to be aware that uh, burnout is real. It's on the increase. Um, Christians are not immune from burnout by virtue mm-hmm. of the fact that we are human beings and we live, right. you know, consequence of the fall. Um. And I would challenge, I think, every family, every homeschooling family too, and and I say this with uh, care because I've been there, home education must never be um, the primary goal. Mm -hmm. If your family is beginning to crack at the seams over home education, you need to find a solution to that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Don't just keep going doing the same thing you're doing every day. That's right. Your husband's crack breaking down you're breaking down your marriage is potentially breaking down you can't recover these things you can't sacrifice these things on the altar of homeschooling mm-hmm. and that gets back to your motivation for doing it um always important to question our own motivation is it because it's a pride issue mm-hmm. is it because it's something we are able to do it fits within the scriptural boundaries that our family need to operate by that's right. Are you mentally and emotionally able to do it? If not, can you get help? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's economic reasons. Um, and also be aware that there may come a point where what works for one child does not necessarily work for another child. Right. Uh, and right. it took me many years to come to that realization. Um, we've made some mistakes along the way. And if I could fix a few things, it would be not to be so driven in that goal. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's not um, just to keep an open mind prayerfully every year. Consider and pray with your family, with with your husband. That's right. This is a new That's year. Right. Lord, do you want us to do this this year as well? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But don't. And how? How do you how, want us to do it? Don't you know? ignore the warning signs. Uh, if, That's right. If you're seeing things, uh, because I've seen families fall apart over this, and it's tragic. Um, the aim was somehow to protect the kids and to make them more like Christ-like, and it's ended up in the opposite. Um, the opposite. So yeah, yeah. We, we're fallen human beings. God is merciful, and tell him. Just pour your heart out to him and say, Lord, help. Give me wisdom. Give me the Mm -hmm. tools. 
Mm-hmm. And this can be the point at which maybe you're going to change how you approach homeschooling. Right. And you're going to be to that point where you're willing to let go of things you weren't willing to let go of before. And you're willing to relax a little bit more and realize, okay, we don't really actually have to do all of this. Let's let's do what we believe is important for our kids right. and for our particular family. And we do that prayerfully. Um so there are a lot of books out on the market, countless books on healthy living. How is your approach different? My approach different, right. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, it's born out of just my own personal experience. It's my story. It's my story of God's redeeming grace. It's my story of God's rescuing grace. Um, and I think the key part of it is that God is at the center of it. Um, there are many books written about burnout from a secular point of view. Right. There are also many books written about burnout, depression, anxiety from a, a, a biblical perspective that's not wholly biblical. Mm-hmm. Uh, it hyper-spiritualizes mm-hmm. uh, and ignores the reality that we are uh, physically emotional um, beings with a, that the soul impacts the mind, the mind impacts the mm-hmm. emotions, the emotions impact the soul, and it's holistic. And that is yes. what I wanted to communicate more than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, every tool out there that be it um, uh, counselling, medication, be it your pastor, be it um, friends, whatever, uh, and these are gifts of God, and mm-hmm. it's important to recognize that and to be willing to say, I need help, mm-hmm. um, and not to feel guilty about the reality of the fall. Um, That's right. Burnout is real. You have to look at the scriptures to see that all through the disciples got weary, Jesus got weary. Um, and that's that. I hope is what um, I've tried to portray in, mm-hmm. in this book: a holistic approach, um, especially to help yes. Christians who often feel guilty about these realities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what I loved about it: is it was a holistic approach. I found it to be biblically sound, anchored by God's word. Uh, had us, you know, taking on that posture of humility, remembering that He is God and we are not, respecting and honoring our human limitations as a way to glorify God. Um, and so, yes, I, I agree with you on all of those things. And that's, that's one of the things, I, many of the things that I loved about the book. So uh, Shona, I just so appreciate you spending time with us and, and bringing this wisdom for us to meditate on and hopefully implement into our lives. Uh, so thank you for being here. Thank you, Duranda. It's been my privilege to spend some time with you, and I'm now going to go out and read your book. <laughs> <laughs> well, would you mind closing us in a word of prayer? Sure thing. Thank you. Dear Lord, what a great Savior. Mm. We rejoice that you have not left us to figure out this, or this life alone. We rejoice that you care about our souls, but you mm. care about our bodies and our minds, our families. Everything that impacts us, you care about. Mm. You care about the birds yes. and the animals, the, the world, the creation. And Lord, help us to, to remember that every day, that we don't, we don't do this homeschooling thing alone. Mm. We, we don't have to do anything alone in this world. In fact, we can't. Mm. Enter into our daily life, in our mm. children's lives. Save them, Lord, we pray, while they're young. Mm. And help us to model godly um, 
lives before them. Yes. And bless Dorenda in her podcast and her ministry. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.